welcome to Where Rodeo Meets the Road, where your rodeo life and style collide. Each episode, the top personalities from the PRCA and PBR share their victories, setbacks, and inside stories from the season. Now here are your hosts, Ken and Hannah. Hey, Hannah. I'm good. We survived Vegas. We made it back and we were able to keep bringing this show where rodeo meets the road. Today, our guest is Haley Novak, on-air personality with the Cowboy Channel. Haley, thanks for being on the show with us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm excited that we all survived Vegas this year. It's, it's a tough one. <laughs> oh, you know, I was just telling Hannah that out in Vegas, you know, I... I thought I was started to get sick and lo and behold I got sick I was not while I was there so much but when I was getting on that plane coming home I was like oh no I'm sick you know oh no yeah, yeah. luckily I will say I did not get sick and I'm still not even sick out there I don't know how but I guess my immune system must be extra strong because I didn't get the crud yet I'm sure it might creep up on me in a couple of days but yeah I'm feeling good so you, you must have been wearing a mask the entire time and gloves right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, Six no. feet away, I'll, I'll yeah, for sure, right? Yeah, no, you know, you have thousands and thousands of people out there. You know, whatever. You know, that's that's the way we are. You know, we get sick. Okay, I got sick. No big deal. You know, if not, super. But Vegas was awesome. You know, we we're able to go to Cowboy Christmas. Went to the Rio, South Point, NFR. Met a ton of people, friends, and made new friends. And how can you not? love going to Vegas in December. I know it was my first year going there working like as a I guess a on air host and so it was my rookie year I like to call it and it was it was a lot different than I had expected it to be working. And so I really enjoyed it. But there was so much going on. It's hard not to just love your time there. Each night had a different storyline and the I feel like this year's NFR competition wise even in the breakaway roping, like, it was just outstanding all the way around. 100%. And, you know, Hannah and I were talking about, you know, this year's NFR. And there was, you know, of course, you had all your world champions, but there were so many different storylines going on, you know, right off the bat, the Stetson Wright, you know, coming out and just taken out for the rest of the NFR, you know, because of an injury. And that was a big story. You know, he was crushed that he, you know, that he wasn't able to finish, but, you know, his future was on the line with, you know, with that kind of injury, you know, could have been, you know, career ending if he kept on trying to make it the eight and, you know, champions like that, they just, there's no quit in them, but, you know, you have to know when to draw the line. Absolutely. I think I said earlier on in the week, there's a time to cowboy up and then there's a time to be a cowboy and, and be done with it. You know, I think it took just as much grit and, and determination to decide, hey, this is enough, than it would have been to be out there competing hurt and not getting anywhere. So I really committed him on, on that effort of trying a little bit, but also knowing whenever it was time to quit. Right. And Hannah was in the media room with me at the uh, Thomas and Mac. Hannah, you saw a lot of different storylines going on as well. You were able to interview you know, a lot of different of the uh, competitors. What was your take on your whole NFR experience? Yeah, we did. You know, we got to talk to all of those round winners while we were there. We weren't there the whole time, but we got to see all of those storylines unfold. And, 
you know, we got to chat with these athletes and kind of get the behind the scenes look at the preparation that went into it, um, what they were thinking as they moved through the finals. Um, and so that was really cool. But there were, there were so many storylines, you know, of course, Stetson was the biggest one going into the finals, but then of course you got completely opened up saddle bronc and bulls and you had the entire Kai Hamilton storyline with his injuries and still competing and just the grit and determination there, um, you know, and tie down roping, of course, Riley still won, but, you know, Caleb, even after the NFR is over now, you have storylines coming out, you know, like with Caleb retiring and things like that. So there was just so much and it's continuing to, you know, it's always going to unfold. Um, more stories and you know what's going on in rodeo but it's really cool that we get to kind of share that you know us with what we do Haley with what you do all it's also exciting to get to be the people that share those stories of these athletes who are dedicating their lives to the sport yeah, and for so, sure yeah. one thing that well I want to touch on that the Caleb Schmidt and I feel like we saw history unfold here because Caleb Schmidt has announced his retirement as well as Sage Kimsey so that was or Sage Kimsey from the PRCA, but I mean, that was the last time we'll ever see those guys, the Thomas and Mac probably, and it was just so crazy to realize that those legends probably aren't going to be there next year, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a big deal um, to see stuff like that unfold. Legends um, not going to be there next year, but it's also something so cool to see, like, the money that's paid out and the history that's made on that end of it too, because it's just, you know, history is being made with all the money that's won. I mean, you had Brittany Posey Tanazi and everything she did this year. There's just so many things I thought this year that the NFR was just above and beyond. I completely agree. Yeah. And, you know, it was a good time. Like I said, you know, one of my, favorite uh, um moments i guess you could say of of the champions was was riley webb you know i've known riley for a few years you know back when he was youth rodeo and and you know we always used to joke around about you know him being world champion one day and that did come to fruition today or not today but this year and i was so happy for riley and you know that's not, i don't believe that's going to be his last gold buckle no way. He's just getting started. I also, I high school rodeoed with Riley. We did the same region over here in Texas. So I, in my head, Riley Webb is just still like this short, cute little eight-year-old that's kicking everybody's tail in the go time. So to see him be a world champion, is it's amazing, really. And it's not unexpected at all. I'm sure he's just going to continue to, to grow it from here. I mean, there's no telling what he'll, he'll accomplish in the future. 100%. Yeah, when you talk about... Um, <laughs> When you talk about guys like that, I mean, just talking about calf roping, you know, whether it's him or Shad, those are the guys that just, they are the ones who were eight years old and kicking everybody's butt. And they all knew um, whether it was who they were competing against or the people in the stands watching, like, you just knew they were going to make it someday. And so it's really cool to see that happen now. What did you think about the steer wrestling with... um... Dalton Massey and in Wags there in round ten, Haley. Oh my gosh, I I think it was I think Wag had it going on all along. I talked to him actually. I think it was maybe it was round nine or round ten. He came on Western Sports Roundup and we talked about his odds to win a world title because 
he, he was in contention for it, but everybody kind of thought Dalton. Like, well, honestly, last year, whenever he won the world, he had less of a chance than he did this year. So I kind of saw like a determination in his eye right there, and I kind of knew that he was going to come out on top. But man, both of those guys, you can kind of commend both of them because Dalton Massey had a record-breaking season. But I mean, Tyler Wagspat came out with a record-breaking finals. You know, not yeah. actually technically, but. Just how it all worked out. I think both of them are commendable. Right, right, and you know it was almost like, <coughs> excuse me, it was almost like you know it was a, a rookie finals also with Keenan Hayes and Riley Webb and Dalton Massey. These three guys come in just with the truckload of money, you know. And Riley, you know, what um, Haven was, you know, right on his heels, kept him honest the entire time. But you know, Riley was able to get that gold buckle, Keenan. You know, he just had a phenomenal series, I mean, season. And, you know, to see him win that gold buckle for his rookie season w was really good, too. But, you know, there was even T. Parker, you know, he made it as a rookie, you know, ranked seventh in bull riding. So, you know, it was definitely a good season for the rookies. I would say so. I don't think we'll ever see it. I don't want to say we'll never say never, but I don't think we'll ever see a rookie class like we saw in the bareback riding this year. I felt like each week we were always talking about either Keenan Hayes or Kate Sonnier or, um, oh, geez, my mind's going blank as the other ones now, but <laughs> it's been a long two weeks. But um, we've just always been talking about the bareback class of this year, and so I don't think we'll see anything like that again. It might be. Yeah. No, I agree. One thing that stood out for me was, you know, all of, across the board, all of these events, going into the finals, there was this exceptional lead between one and two or whatever. And one of the races that was just consistently tighter was team roping. And you had a lot more um, NFR veterans, you know, guys that had been there and done that. And um, the race was just tighter. And you had guys like Clint Summers and Jake Long who come in and just keep winning round after round after round. And so there was a lot of excitement in that because you didn't know what was going to happen. For sure. I think that goes to show how tough team roping is all year long. Like, I feel like in the other events, not that it's sealed up, but I don't know. In the team roping, it always seems like they're always pushing each other to the top and over and over again. Like, there's not really a huge standout just because there's just so many great guys in the top 50 that all rope pretty much the same. It just takes that little step to get to the top 15. So once you do get to the top 15, they're all on a even playing field, I think, on a whole different level, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. There's so much um, competition there in the team roping and other events. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about Kai, but that was really cool. I want to touch on a little bit more. Um, just to see the grit and the toughness in him when, you know, he is, everybody sees him get hurt on TV at the Thomas and Mac, um, and he's carried off, and then he's back the next morning. And so um, that was really cool to see. And, of course, you know, you could tell it was not easy for him to get on a bowl after that, but he kept doing his best. And, again, world championship with almost $600,000 in the year. So that's just exceptional. They were talking, I guess, before going into the finals that it was kind of overshadowed. Kai had an outstanding year coming in number two. We didn't really talk about him that much because Stetson was doing his deal, but I mean, Kai had a great year. And so 
if anybody knows Kai, you weren't surprised whenever he got back on those goals and stuff. But I think it, I hope that it shows a new example to the new generation of bull riders to, to just grit it out and tough it out, you know, because I think that it's a good example for them that he did. Oh yeah. I think he kind of exemplifies more of that older style of bull rider too. I know. I, I talked to one of the contractors out there and, um, we're all hoping that there's 10 more Kai Hamiltons coming up after him that, <laughs> that ride or that aren't scared to be tough and gritty like he is, you know? And, you know, Zeke Thurston captured his fourth, um, gold buckle. Zeke had a really good, um, NFR this year. And, um, I love Zeke. Zeke is, is a Canadian and he took it to him for sure. 100%. He did. It really seems like he thrives in the Thomas and Mac. Like it right. just always seems that he's got a really good chance anytime he gets in there. I think. Yeah. And so, you know, Haley, you're with the Cowboy Channel, but what some people might not know, who are you? Where'd you come from? You know, did you rodeo and you, know, you said you rodeoed in high school, college, you know, tell us a little bit about Haley Novak. Yes. So, um, I did, I rodeoed, I started rodeoing in about middle school and I continued that through high school and through college. I went to Cisco college for my first two years and then I finished there. And then I went to Texas tech, um, after that in college rodeo there. Um, and funny enough, I just got finished in the spring. I still have a little bit more hours to finish up because the Cowboy Channel snatched me up so fast, I guess, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, pretty much it. I'm just a, a gal fresh out of college that likes talking about rodeo, so. Good, perfect. You know, one thing that we didn't talk about, and it's a breakaway. You know, they have it out at South Point. They're, it's not part of the the show, I guess you can say, at, at Thomas and Mac, but, you know, Shelby, and I could never say her last name, so I'm going to just call her Shelby. Shelby got her gold buckle at South Point for a breakaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. They put on a, a great race all year between her and Haley Williams. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I got to sneak out there to the South Point and watch it, and it was, I mean, it was outstanding roping. I'd say. Yeah, for, the yeah, fans, for sure. and it was electric in there. It was, it was pretty cool. Do you think they'll ever bring that to Thomas and Mac? I think they'll have to eventually, but I think that there are certain things that need to be addressed before they get into the Thomas and Mac. Like, I think added, or equal money was more important than roping in the building. Right. <laughs> These girls are only roping for 5000 around. It pays more at Sioux Falls than it did at their NFR. So I think that um, once they get equal money, maybe they should be thinking about getting into the Thomas Mac or the fans. I know the Ropers probably all think that way about right. equal money, but I think the fans need to, to rally around that first and then get into the Thomas Mac because everybody knows that's the end goal. Right. But you can't, Rome wasn't built in a day. So. And how tough are those girls? I mean, you know, any one of those 15 could be world champ next year. Oh my gosh, so tough. And in the breakaway roping, they don't have a rodeo count. So they're going to 100 plus rodeos. Right. Or, like they're so telling how many rodeos they can go to. And so they are super tough. They've um, taken it like champions, I think, rodeoing all summer. And I think a lot of them have learned the ways of the road now. And so it's only going to get better from here. Right. So, you know, this is, um, 
We're coming up on Christmas next week. This will be our last podcast for the year until we start up again in January. And I think we'll kick off with that Northwest Stock Show in Denver and then right into that Fort Worth Stock Show here in Fort Worth. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors who have kept us going down that rodeo road all year. Haley, thank you for being on our show with us and talking a little bit of rodeo with us. And you have a Merry Christmas out there, Hannah. Appreciate everything you do for us. And hopefully you and your family will have a Merry Christmas as well. Yes, thank you guys for having me. Merry Christmas. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it.